Buckle up, the time has finally arrived. Welcome to the Sharp 600, brought to you by Covers.com. My name is Joe Fortenball, and this is our Super Bowl Spectacular. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We greatly appreciate it. We're going to try something a bit different for this episode. It's something I used to do in written form years ago, and now we're going to translate it to the podcast world. I'm going to bring on about 15 different pro handicappers, bookmakers, industry insiders, and each guy is going to appear for about two minutes total. They're going to give you one prop, in some instances more, but they're going to give you one prop they really like for Sunday, and then they're also going to tell you how they see the game. And we're going to string them all together so that you can get a very complete picture of how to attack Sunday's betting buffet. Now, before we do that, I'm going to give you my personal picks. And there's not a lot to get to here because I'm going to be honest with you. I grew up as an Eagle fan, so I'm very emotionally invested in this game. And emotion is the enemy of reason. So the last thing I'm going to do is tell you who I like in this game. But I will say this. One stat, if you haven't heard it already, that you're going to hear a lot in the buildup to the game is the fact that in seven Super Bowls in the Brady-Belichick era, seven Patriots Super Bowls, New England has scored exactly zero total points during the first quarter. You're going to hear about that a lot on this podcast. You're going to hear about it a lot in the mainstream media. Whether or not it's relevant to our betting strategy is something you can decide for yourself. Some love the trend. Others don't see how it applies to this game. I personally believe that both teams will come out with a relatively conservative approach, but I'm not willing to attack the first quarter as a result. So, one pick I'm going to make is the under on the first half total points, which is 24. Under 24 total points in the first half. I'm also going to go under 48 total points for the game. Now, some have asked whether or not I'm going to employ the emotional hedge. Perhaps Sunday morning... I'll make a decision, and if I do, hit me up on Twitter and I'll let you know. Essentially, the emotional hedge is, as an Eagle fan, I want to see my team win their first Super Bowl ever. But if I bet on them and they lose, it's a double whammy. Conversely, if I bet on New England, the money line that is, and the Eagles win, I get my first Super Bowl in lifetime history, obviously, first Super Bowl in franchise history, but I lose cash. But will it really matter? And on the flip side, if the Eagles lose, wouldn't it be nice to have some cash in my pocket for all my troubles. So I might employ the emotional hedge come Sunday. Clearly, that's not a great reason for you to follow what I'll be doing, but we are going under 24 total points in the first half of the Super Bowl and under 48 total points for the game. With all that being said, it is now time to jump into the most informative, comprehensive, and quite frankly, entertaining Super Bowl gambling podcast you are going to find anywhere on the market. This might be the meatiest episode of the Sharp 600 we have ever done. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. We're sharing beds and buckling with Phil. You good with that? No, I'm not good with that. What better way to start this episode than with an absolute bang? He is an iconic play-by-play voice. You can catch him now on the Vegas Stats and Information Network Sirius XM Channel 204. The legend, Brent Musburger, joining us here on the Sharp 600. Brent, there are thousands of prop bets that are available for the Super Bowl. You've seen it at the South Point. You know they're all over the place. One that caught my eye pertained to your profession, Al Michaels, and whether or not he will make a reference to the point spread at any point during the game. You're one of the OGs when it came to referencing the point spread late in games. I've been around the gambling community for a long time, and I used to love when you would slip that into a game at the end. There were so many of us that caught that, and Al does a great job with that as well. If if Al knew something like that was out there, or if you knew something like that was out there, do you think maybe you'd try to get it in just to pay off those overbetters? Absolutely, but first I'd bet it before I said it. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can take that one to the bank. Uh, Al will at some point mention the the spread in this game, and if it gets a little bit one sided, you can even count on him to mention the over under number. Uh, full disclosure: his stats man is George Hill from Seattle. He's been with Al for years, and he was my stats man in the college game. And uh, one of the uh, one of the things I look forward to is a text message from George on Sunday morning. Uh, Brent, Al wants to know the latest spread and over-under number. And, of course, I will send it to them. So uh, you can count on Al uh, giving some mention to it before the day is over. 
Brent, how do you feel about the game in regards to the side in total? You know, full disclosure, I had Atlanta, and I spent the money at halftime last February, and how'd that work out? <laughs> so I so I vowed, I don't think I'm going to go against Mr. Brady again. I went back and I read the play-by-play. I didn't look at the tape, but I went back and I read the play-by-play of that Super Bowl. And it was a magnificent performance by the Patriots. Now, Atlanta did not do a good job, as we all know, of managing the clock, uh, making sure after the great catch by Julio Jones at the 22, they really should have gone to work hammering away at the clock and then uh, settled for a field goal to put it on a 10 coming down the stretch. When you make a mistake against the Patriots, they make you pay. Now, the cliche is you can't give Belichick and Brady two weeks. They're going to beat you. But the truth of the matter is they have not started well in their Super Bowl run. It's the adjustments they make at halftime and coming down the stretch. They're a very patient team, and if you make a mistake, uh, they pounce on it. And that's the advantage that they have, in my opinion. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are the organization of the year with all the great talent that they picked up. Uh, Nick Foles, I certainly remember him from his days down at Arizona. He had one good year in the NFL. I uh, was so pleased to see the championship game that he played against Minnesota. But I'm not sure that he can repeat that against the Patriots and uh, Mr. Brady. Mr. Brady has so many weapons. Yes, Edelman is not there. Edelman made a catch for the ages last year in that comeback against Atlanta. But Amendola and Cooks, Gronkowski, if he's healthy, the two backs slipping out of the backfield, Lewis and White. There's just an enormous number of weapons. And I believe that in the end, the Patriots will win uh, number-wise, well, let's say by six. I like them by six points. And that would match the highest margin that they've ever had, which was last year in overtime. The legend, Brent Musburger, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Brent. One of the best professional handicappers in the business. Check him out at playbook.com. Mark Lawrence making his return to the Sharp 600. Mark, first of all, it's always great to have the opportunity to speak with you. In the buildup to Sunday's Super Bowl, as you've been examining the prop market, is anything jumping off the page to you? Well, the one prop that I uh, really jumps off to the page to me, Joe, is what I wrote about in the USA Today Props article. And it's basically about New England's lack of effectiveness in the first quarter. They've yet to score a single point under Bill Belichick in seven Super Bowls. I think that with these two top five ranked defenses makes for a nice low scoring under total the first quarter under nine and a half points would be my prop side. I was looking at that as well. And I noticed that in the seven Super Bowls under Brady and Belichick, zero points for the Patriots in the first quarter and an aggregate average of about 19 and a half points per first half. That's combined between the two teams with the over under for the first half set at 24. Would you correlate that? Would you also think about playing the under there? I'd look that far as well. I correlate that as well. Yes, because New England's offense is all about awakening in the second half of Super Bowl games. He makes those adjustments at halftime. Does Belichick, they come out, they put points on the scoreboard. But they're very conservative in their approach to begin the games. I think we combine the first quarter under, correlating that to the first half under. I think we have a nice position side with that prop. Do you have any particular lean when it comes to the side or the game, or you're mostly going after the prop market this year? Well, I'm going to go up to the prop market because it's becoming more and more prevalent. But I, I will say this about the over-under total in the game. There's an interesting stat on my database. And uh, whenever you have a Super Bowl matchup like we have this year where one team comes in off of a straight-up underdog win like the Eagles did, the other that comes off of a straight-up win but no cover like the New England Patriots did, the combination of those two factors has happened only nine times since 2000 in the Super Bowl Uh I should say in the playoffs, and they've gone under every game four times in the Super Bowl, and they've gone under all four times in the Super Bowl. So we've got that combination from the database along with these two top five scoring defenses. I think we've got a nice under 48 for the total of the Super Bowl game. Excellent insight. Mark Lawrence, ladies and gentlemen. Mark, as always, it's a pleasure. Best of luck this weekend. My pleasure, Joe. Enjoy the games. Be well. Thank you. Our next guest is simply known as the Big Puma. He resides out of Chicago, and I've been drinking and gambling with him in Vegas for at least five years now. Puma, thanks for coming on the podcast. I know you like to live in anonymity, but if we're going to talk about the prop market, what can you share with the listeners? Thanks for having me, Joe. So I got two two winners for you today. Uh, the first one is Tom Brady over under 37 and a half attempts. I think he goes over easily on this one. He's gone 
over that number, and I believe five out of the seven Super Bowls, and that includes his first Super Bowl when he was basically a game manager. Chuck it 63 times last year last year in the Super Bowl, and the Eagles got the number one run defense in the league, so I think this is an easy bet. The second one I think is free money. Uh, question for you, Joe. Do you know what the game time temperature is going to be on Sunday? I believe it's going to be quite cold. Quite cold. So that's why I'm giving you over, under, over one time that the outside temperature is mentioned during the broadcast. This is basically a free bet. You know they're going to they're going to mention it once going in, something like it's negative two but a cozy 72 degrees in the building. But the reason I think this goes over is a little inside info. Michelle Tafoya, sideline reporters from Minnesota. So I think you're going to get two on this. So this is basically free money for you. That is essentially razor-sharp information. No one else has delivered that on this podcast yet, so thank you for that. If we are going to talk about the side in the total, is there anything you're leaning towards there? If anything, I have to go with the Patriots, given the four points. And then you always got to bet the over. You can't bet the under in the Super Bowl. It makes it no fun to watch. <laughs> the Big Puma, simply known as the Big Puma out of Chicago, Illinois. Great stuff, Puma. Enjoy the game this weekend. Thanks, Joe. Senior handicapper at VegasInsider.com. Check him out at BrianEdwardsSports.com and also as the host of the Games Galore podcast, our friend Brian Edwards joining us here on the Sharp 600. B.E., it's always a pleasure to have you on. Before we even get into the props, you're 10-2 and two since 2009 when betting the Super Bowl, and I'd love to know if you have any strategies you'd be willing to share with us. I do. I, I like to have what I call a sink or swim bet with the Super Bowl, which takes up about 80% of your bankroll. So let's say you've got 1000 you're ready to risk. I think you should put, you know, 750 to 800 on one pick, whether it's the, the side, the total, you know, Eagles, Pats, over, under, whatever. And then that way, whether you go 0 and 8 on your little, you know, small prop bet, don't worry about it because as long as you win your big bet, you're going to sink or swim with that. Now, if you go and you hit some of your props, wonderful. And now my strategy with props is I like to do the ones that you risk small, but get a big return, like the player to score the first touchdown. I've hit that three times here recently. I hit it with Devin Hester at 25 to one and the bears uh, Colts on the opening kickoff. I hit with Brandon LaFell with the Patriots and uh, the San Fran Baltimore. I hit Anquan Bolden at 12 to 1 and LaFell was 16 to 1. So this year, I've decided to go with Brandon Cooks at 12 to 1. He's got seven touchdown passes, seven touchdown catches. Now, I, I can. I can understand. If so, I only go with one. I don't try a bunch of others. But if somebody wanted to give a try to Torrey Smith at twenty-five to one, uh, they tried to go to him deep on the first play against the Falcons and Foles through a terrible pass. They got a pass interference, but you know Torrey Smith caught that bomb from Flacco in the AFC semifinals and the comeback uh, in the Ravens game at Denver. So I could see somebody wanting Torrey Smith. Or even Trey Burton with five touchdowns for the Eagles at 40-1 to odds, my Gator. But I'm going to go Brandon Cooks, 12-1. to Beautiful. As you've been looking through the action that's been coming in on Philadelphia, do you find yourself siding with that early Eagles money, or do you think New England's the play here? Well, last week I just kind of made up my mind that I was going to just stay away because I wanted more solidification on Gronk. Um, and I think you kind of missed the window with Philadelphia when you could have had it at five and a half or six. Um, this is not a no-brainer play to me by any means, but I've decided to go to the Patriots if, as long as you can get it at four. A lot of people, you know, only consider key numbers, you know, uh, three, seven, ten, fourteen. I, I consider four a key number: twenty-one to seventeen, twenty-eight, twenty-four, thirty-one, twenty-seven. I think you need to be at four. I mean, you'd rather not buy the hook from minus four and a half to four. But the Eagles are not at home here like they've been the whole playoffs. Um, you look at New England, when they've been favored by seven or less this year, they are 7-0 and against the spread. Brady, Bilicek, uh, we know we got the quarterback advantage. Brady played great with the hand injury against the Jags. He'll play better this time. I'm going to go with the Pats, minus four, and uh, that's my sink or swim bet this year. Brian Edwards, boys and girls, thanks, B.E. Great stuff as always. Thanks so much for having me always, Joe. Appreciate you. Terrific odds maker at the Westgate Superbook in Las Vegas, Jeff Sherman, making his return to the Sharp 600. Jeff, as always, we appreciate your time. Let's start with this. 
a few days out from the Super Bowl, have you seen any Patriots money at all showing up yet compared to all this Eagles money that's flooded Vegas over the first week and a half? Uh, it's been very minimal in relation. We're seeing about 60% of tickets on the Eagles and about 80% of the money. And we opened the game, uh, Patriots minus 5.5 with a total of 47.5. We're currently sitting at minus 4 and 48. And we even saw some decent-sized wagers plus 4. We finally took a Patriots wager uh, minus 4. But uh, we're getting a little bit of balanced action on 4, but it's still a little bit heavy to the Eagles side. I think this number has a chance to get down to 3.5. Uh, I don't think it's going to have any form of three, but I think at three and a half, we might see some uh, Patriots money show up. How do you think the public's going to handle it when they get into town this weekend? You know, we're expecting Patriots support this weekend. You know, they usually look to back the favorite and the team that they've had success with, but there's really just been so much Eagles money early on, and uh, it's just been continuing forth. Uh, It looks like it's just going to be a well-balanced game, but hopefully some Patriots money does show up. You know, as you've been combing through the prop market, did anything jump out that you really like? Well, you know, we do all these on our own. We put up over 400 of them, and we spend two days doing them, come up with the props and the numbers. Uh, There's some other places that put theirs up around the same time that we did, a little bit different. Uh, And one of them that that we made was James White to score a touchdown. We had the no minus 360 and yes, 280 is what we opened it. Uh, when I saw some places around town, I found that one myself at Pickham. So I laid no on James White to score a touchdown minus 110 just because it was so far off of our number. Beautiful. Now, when it's all said and done in Minnesota on Sunday, do you have any lean towards the side of the total in this one? You know, just uh, after making all the props and uh, assessing the, the matchup, I do lean to the Eagles side uh, in some of the positions that I've asked my final score. I come out to about Eagles 23 and Patriots 21. Uh, it's just, I, I like how they played against the Vikings with, it seems like the, the team regained its confidence after the initial shock of losing Wentz. So I don't have the difference between Wentz and, and Foles as much as it initially was. So I think anything over three and a half towards the Eagles side is a decent play. I like the Eagles to win outright. I also lean under the total a bit. I think if the Eagles win the game, it's going to be more of their tempo and a lower scoring game. He's a terrific odds maker at the Westgate Superbook in Las Vegas. Jeff Sherman with us here on the Sharp 600. Awesome stuff, Jeff. Thank you for your time. Good luck this weekend. Hope to do it again soon. All right. Thanks, Joe. Professional handicapper in Las Vegas. Check him out at wagertalk.com. Marco D'Angelo joining us here on the Sharp 600. Marco, if there was one prop you were eyeing up for this Sunday's Super Bowl, what would that be? I'm looking at Deion Lewis over 29 and a half receiving yards, Joe. Uh, defensively, the Eagles' strength comes from their speed rushers, Chris Long and Vinnie Curry are going to create some matchup problems against uh, Nate Solder. Uh, This is a spot, the best way to stop that and slow down the outside speed rush is to hit them with outside screen passes, and they'll do a lot of that, I feel, with Deion Lewis on Sunday. Are you comfortable with a side or total in this game, or is the line just too good for you? You know what? I'm looking at this one, Joe, and I'm leaning to New England, and the question's going to be, am I going to lay the four? Or am I going to lay the money line? And it's just too much value. Remember, this game, prior to the championship games two weeks ago, the look-ahead number was seven for the Patriots in this matchup. Do we really think the Eagles have changed the line three points? I think there's too much value right now on the Patriots. Great stuff. Thanks, Marco. All right. He's one of the sharpest football minds in Las Vegas. Over 20 years in sports broadcasting. You can catch him now hosting Sports X Radio via 720 KDWN in Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, Ken Thompson joining us here on the Sharp 600. Ken, as you dive into the Super Bowl prop market, what's been jumping off the page of you? You know, last year, Joe, with the game that James White had, I had to look right at him and see, because I think a lot of people think, ah, maybe they'll use him as a decoy. I don't think so. I think Brady feels comfortable throwing the good running backs out of the backfield. Nobody better than James White. Should have been the MVP last year. In fact, he was 300-1 to one to win the MVP. My good buddy Chuck had out 100 bucks on it, thought maybe 30000 coming his way. Lo and behold, Brady ends up getting it. But I think James White will catch more than three and a half passes, which is the total that I've seen here that I was able to get on. And also only 27 and a half total yards receiving, I think, right there. They're correlated. I'm taking them. That's where I'm going. 
I think it's sure money on James White receiving that football. Million-dollar bets have been showing up in Las Vegas in support of the Eagles on the money line. Do you see it the same way? Because it feels like at some point here in the future, that Patriot money is going to begin to show up. Yeah, and I think the Patriot money will come in as the line drops. Uh, four, four and a half. So that's what we've had uh, pretty much throughout the day right now. And uh, 48 staying steady as far as the total. But I think New England money will come in from some of the sharp betters. But, you know, I can't argue with the Eagle money because this Eagle team is truly that. They are a team. And in the trenches, if they're going to win this game, I talked with old school Green Bay Packer, now 82 years old, Jerry Kramer last night. And Jerry said, in the trenches, Philly's got a chance. If they can control there on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, Philly can get the W if they give Foles time. And if the defense pressures Brady, that's the way I see it, Joe. Excellent insight as always. Ken Thompson, boys and girls. Thank you, Ken. You got it, Joe. Thank you. He's a professional handicapper and owner of the website ProSportsInfo.com. Our good friend Steve Merrill making his return to the Sharp 600. Steve, we appreciate the time as always. Let's talk props. What are you thinking? Yeah, you know, this is actually a prop job I use for several Super Bowls, and it usually plays out, and that's for the second half to be higher scoring than the first half. Sometimes this is maybe minus 125 on a pick or sometimes it's minus half a point. Uh, but it cashes most of the time, and there's a couple reasons why. First of all, teams normally start very conservative in the Super Bowl. They don't want to make the first mistake. And then also when a team gets behind in the second half, we often start to see them press that's when mistakes happen. You often get interception, fumble returns, special teams, touchdowns, etc. So year after year, I usually look for this prop. First half lower scoring than the second half. And uh, it continues to work for numerous reasons. And by the way, we saw that happen in the Alabama-Georgia game a month ago. 13 points at half. Second half opened wide up. As you've been studying this particular matchup for Super Bowl 52, have you come across a lean on either the side or the total for this one? You know, I'm going to stick with that same theory, and I'm going to use it for a total. But, you know, it's always dicey to play these big games under. You know, the Alabama-Georgia betters learned that it was 13 nothing in halftime, and they lost because of overtime. Last year, the Super Bowl went over because of overtime. So I think you're better off sometimes looking at the first half or even the first quarter under, and that goes hand-in-hand hand with what I just talked about. And, by the way, Tom Brady's Super Bowl, they have yet to score a touchdown in the first quarter. Seven Super Bowls, they've never scored a touchdown in the first quarter, even though they're one of the most dominant teams in Super Bowl history. So look at the first quarter under. It's currently 9.5 plus 105, but I think the public will probably be on the over and push the line higher by Sunday. If you can get 10 or more, I like the first quarter under 10 or more. Great stuff, Steve. Really appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Joe. He's the vice president of risk management for CG Technology in Las Vegas, Jason Symbol, joining us here on the Sharp 600. Jason, great to have you in. Before we get into your prop and Super Bowl prediction, um, what kind of action have you guys been seeing in the build-up to the Super Bowl? I know there's been some significant money coming in on the Eagles. Oh, yeah, big money coming in on the Eagles. If the game were to start right now, we would be really rooting for the Pats. Um, so definitely big Eagles money. About 3.5 times more bets have been on the Eagles on the money line and about 2.5 times more bets coming in on the Eagles against the spread, plus some really big bets on the Eagles, much bigger than those on the Pats. When do you anticipate Patriot money showing up in Vegas? I think... I was going to say starting about Friday, I think when people really get to town, look, the Patriots have been cashing tickets for customers for years. So this weekend, I don't think people will shy away from betting them. From a prop perspective, as you study the market, does anything jump out to you? Um, yeah, there's a prop that I kind of like, and I'm trying to find ones where, you know, you don't have to lay $5 or $6 for, a, you know, kind of a sure thing prop. Um, there, there's a prop half with the most points, you know, first half or, or second half. I think the second half is a good one. I know that the Patriots have failed to score a touchdown. I saw the stat. They have failed to score a touchdown in the first quarter of every Super Bowl they've been in, which is an amazing stat to me. Uh, on top of that, um, you know, you figure that the Eagles are going to want to slug it out game where they really try to, you know, limit the Patriots' possessions, and the Pats tend to really rev it up in the second half. So that actually opened at minus 120. Now second half is up to minus 145. So maybe take a shot there. When it's all said and done, who's the Super Bowl champion come Sunday evening? I got to go with New England. I figure that, you know, Belichick with two weeks to prepare for a backup quarterback is just too much time to bet against him. Jason Symbol, VP of Risk Management at CG Technology in Las Vegas. Thanks, buddy. We appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Joe. Professional handicapper in Las Vegas and two-time winner of the Westgate Las Vegas Super Contest, Steve Fezzik making his return to the Sharp 600. Fez, I know you love the prop betting market. What have you unearthed so far that you might be willing to share with us? Sure. Well, I 
fired pretty hard on Blount to go under anywhere from 40 all the way down to under 28 rush yards. I think um, you know, Jay Ajayi has absolutely taken over as the lead back for the Eagles. And now that we're going to be at a fast track in Minneapolis, I expect, despite playing his ex-teammates, Blount is going to have a very much reduced role. Now, as you take a look at the game itself, the side, the total, is there anything jumping out? Because we've seen some multi-million dollar bets on the Eagles' money line leading up to the big game, but that Patriot money has to show up at some point, right? You would think so. Um, Last time I checked, that line when they were hosting the Vikings opened up Vikings minus four. I've got to ask everyone, would you rather bet the Eagles plus four hosting the Vikings or take the Eagles plus four on a neutral against the New England Patriots? I think the Patriots a little bit better than the Vikings. No, they're a lot better than the Vikings, significantly better. And I don't understand it. I hear, oh, sharp money on the Eagles on the money line. It, not in my book. If you want to make a sharp bet in the Eagles, you had 24 hours to take plus six and a half, plus six, or even plus five and a half. Plus 180 is a far cry from all those bets, which were very much superior. Dynamite stuff. Appreciate the insight, Fez. Thank you. I'll be on the Patriots on the money line on game day. <laughs> I love it how you slide that in there at the end. Be well, my friend. Take care. He's a good friend of the program, a professional sports better living in Las Vegas. Teddy Covers making his return to the Sharp 600. Teddy, I hope you're well and always appreciate your time. Let's jump right into it. What are you thinking when it comes to this year's prop market? Well, there's certainly one guy who stands out as someone who I want to bet against in this ballgame. And that man's name is Garrett Blunt. The Eagles running back is the, was their leading rusher for the regular season, but we've seen him fall out of favor pretty clearly. And, and the game against the Vikings stood out in that regard. Here's a game that it's built for Garrett Blunt to run the ball 20 times in the second half. What did he finish with? Six carries. Uh, you know, so when Philly's not using him in a situation where they're playing outdoors in nasty conditions with a big lead. I really expect the Eagles to use him a whole lot in a game where I'm not convinced they're going to be playing with the lead. It's not outdoors, and the conditions aren't the same, and they have two better running backs on the roster. So uh, I'm betting with Garrett Blunt under for total uh, carries. I'm betting him under for total yards. I'm betting him under for longest run of the game. I don't think we see a whole lot of Garrett Blunt in this one. A lot of seven-figure wagers have already been placed in favor of the Eagles in Las Vegas in the buildup to this game. Patriot money expected to show up this weekend. How do you think it all shakes down when the confetti hits the ground in Minnesota on Sunday? Well, I, as you're going to say, well, like what's the closing line going to be? I, I think we're looking at four and a half, forty-eight and a half in Vegas. Might get back up to five. We might see a forty-nine, but I, I don't think we're talking about a Super Bowl that we're going to see significant line movement from this point. Philly's attracted all its attention because, well. Who's betting early? The wise guys are betting early. What have the wise guys been doing? Not just this year, the last two years. They've been betting against the Patriots week. It's like they've been betting on the Browns. They've been betting against the Patriots over and over and over and over and over again. Oh, my God, they cashed a ticket against New England last time. <laughs> you know, the Patriots 28-9 against the spread over the last two years. They haven't had a losing point spread season in the last decade. And, yes, I went back and looked. Not one. They're undervalued. <laughs> You know, I do think the experience here matters for New England. And I understand Philly's coming off a big blowout win at home. It's a different animal in the Super Bowl. I'm not sure Nick Foles can do it twice in a row. So I'm looking at the Patriots minus the points as my selection for the Super Bowl this year. Great stuff, Teddy. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Professional handicapper and sports better in Las Vegas making his return to the Sharp 600, Ace Corrales. Ace any particularly tasty props jumping off the odd screen at you at the current moment? Yeah, I, you know me. I, I love the props. Um, 20 years I've been here, it's just gotten better and better, and more and more props to take advantage of. Real quickly, um, the props that I, year in and year out, always take advantage of are the nose, and I just wanted to get that across to the listeners. And I think this year, more than ever, um, again, year after year, we see the, the handle break records. Last year, $138 million. This year, will probably break that record. What that means is more money in the betting market. What kind of money bets the Super Bowl? Probably unsophisticated money. Not a knock on recreational bettors, but that's what's happening mostly in the prop market. And why do the books have very low limits on them? 
because the betting syndicates would absolutely annihilate them if they didn't. Um, so there's a lot of props that you could really take advantage of each and every year. Now, granted, last year we saw the overtime, but those big no's I've been taking advantage of forever, Joe. And I, I know that the, the casual better wants to put up a little money to win a lot, so they want to bet, yes, there'll be an overtime, yes, there'll be a missed extra point, yes, all that beautiful stuff that pays 3-1, to 4-1, to 5-1, to one, but you're really not getting true odds. And win or lose, rest assured, you are getting the best of it by laying that chalk, but instead, a couple particular um, props that I think they could take advantage of is player props. This year, also, I believe you're going to see a lot of inflated um, prices there. So if, you're, if you agree with me, I say sit back and let the recreational bettors keep juicing these numbers up for us and then fire late. And the ones that I'm looking at are, number one, LeGarrette Blount under. I am going under rushing yards. I already bet under your rushing yards under rushing attempts and under that first rush of three and a half yards. I think they're going to shut him down. I do not expect he's going to have that uh, 30 yards. It's now, I think, down to 25, 24. I got it at 28. Um, I think that's the right side under the LeGarrette Blount props. And uh, also, if Gronk does play, I think you're going to get some value going under there. Right now, the reception is at five. Um, I think if, if, if it's when it's official and then the money starts pouring in. I think the public's going to juice that one up. And finally, another player, Zach Ertz. I like him under, under receptions, under yards. So I'm, I'm keying in on some of the, the studs, so-called, and going under on those player prompts because, again, all I could do as a better is get my money down when I'm getting the best of it. I can't worry about the result. Long term is when I got to worry about the results. Short term, I can't worry about that. So for me, it's looking for opportunities where I get my money down, um, where I'm getting the best of it. And finally, Joe, not to keep going on a rant, but don't forget the game props. And I think you want to make sure and do some research if you're going to mess with game props. You know, I'm seeing a lot of people betting who's going to score first, you know, and a lot of those things are correlated, I believe. I mean, just look at what history tells us. What, the last eight Super Bowl winners or something, you, you score first, you win the game. And I know New England's minus 140, Philly's plus 110. So kind of uh, to try to make money betting props, like if you like that Philly score first prop, you may get more value betting Philly money line to win the game. You know, if you see that's what happens, the team that scores first wins the game. You know, so what I'm saying by that is, you know, take a step back and, and see how is this prop correlated to my perception of how the game's going to play out and what makes the most sense. Finally, everyone's betting a yes on this, and I don't understand why uh, every book I spoke to, uh, locals, not here in Vegas, I mean local books that are already getting action, they said the one that they keep getting hit with is that, um, no, there won't be a score in the first six and a half minutes, which is surprising for a game where you think the public's going to bet over. So I guess they assume that, you know, Super Bowl, the nerves, no one's going to want to let the game get out of hand, so they're going to approach going slowly. I don't know about that, man. you got two teams that can move the ball up and down the field. Uh, I think you're going to get some points early. doesn't mean the game's going to go over, but I don't think it's going to take – you're going to have one of those scoreless first quarters. You and I both grew up in the Philadelphia area. Do our Eagles shock the world in this one? You know, that was my first instinct, Joe, I swear to you. Uh, as soon as I finished watching both games, I said, you know, this team can really beat the Patriots. Um, and if the game was played three hours later, I probably would have went with that. But as I take a step back, I, you know, here's the problem, man. When you got two weeks, you could, you know, paralysis by analysis is what happens. You hear every stat, every trend for and against, you know, so you're going to change your mind so many times. And I think that's the problem with having two weeks to go. Um, again, my first instinct was they're live, but as I look and break this game down and as I see where the money's going and where the line is, because again, for me, it's not about picking the winner. It's about getting a bet down that gives me the best of it. And as it's looking where this line's going, it appears Patriots are offering you the best of it. Because here's where, where I want to say real quickly, Joe, prior to the NFC and AFC championships, every so-called respectable sports book put out a line for all four Super Bowl matchups. And what did we get for Philadelphia, New England from everyone, either six and a half or seven? 
six and a half or seven. And what did they bring out? Seven at Pinnacle, maybe for a minute, but it was there for three minutes, I think. They brought it out seven, couple six and a half. Now we're looking at four. You know what I mean? It kind of brings me back to Mayweather McGregor, situations like that, where, you know, you had a, a substantial favorite. And all of a sudden, though, all this money coming in on the dog and, and a lot of reasons why the dog's live, and you're seeing that in the market, what happens then is the value goes on, on the Patriots. Right now, I think that's where it stands. But again, don't forget, 70-plus percent of the money hasn't reached the window. And this is the one game out of the entire year where the wise guys, it doesn't really matter. The props, yes, but on the side in total, it don't matter what they're going to end up with, what ticket in their pocket. What the books are going to move the line on is what the betting market does. That's very different from your normal Sundays. So again, that's why I haven't bet the game yet. I'm waiting to see what is the betting market going to do? Where's this line going to give me the most value? If this game was being played right now, Joe, the ticket in my pocket would be Patriots money line and Patriots minus four. Awesome stuff. Love you, buddy. Best of luck this weekend. Thanks for having me, Joe. Enjoy the game. He's the senior managing editor for covers.com. Jason Logan making his return to the sharp 600. JLo, as always, it's a pleasure when it comes to the prop market. Give us something, baby. What do you like? All right. You may not know this. Some people know this. I'm a big Prince fan, massive Prince fan. And this being a Super Bowl in Minnesota, the land of the purple one, uh, I instantly took, will Justin Timberlake cover a Prince song? Now, here's the interesting thing. This, this prop opened at plus 140 on the yes, and I grabbed the yes. I checked yesterday. It's down to minus 120 on the yes. So I got ahead of it. They respected my sharp money. And so, yes, JT will cover a Prince song in a halftime show. Dude, dude, that's one of the best we've heard so far. Oh, that's well, yeah. scorching. And you got ahead of the number two, which is fantastic. Um, I got a great number on it. Great number. <laughs> that's, that's, my, that's my go. That's my like, go-to bet for Super Bowl right now. Beautiful. How do you see the game on Sunday when it's all said and done? Uh, you know what? I, I write an NFL underdogs column every, every week. That's where the playoffs have done okay. Underdogs have done quite well. I don't like the Eagles in this game, be it my Cowboys bias or what it is. I don't like the Eagles in this game, so I, I grabbed Patriots minus five. Maybe they should have waited a little longer, got to four and a half, but I grabbed them early. Everyone's waiting for that sharp money to or for that public money to come back in on the Patriots. I was talking to someone the other day, and I almost compared it to like a Floyd Mayweather fight, where you've got people that aren't necessarily betting on the Eagles, but they they're betting against the Patriots. That's how much they hate the Patriots and don't want to see them win. Um, so I think that might actually. Uh, it might actually kind of slim the money coming back on the Patriots. I think it's going to show up, and the line will tick up a little bit, but it might not go up as much because people just, you know, while they may not be fans of the Eagles, they're definitely not fans of the Patriots. Uh, but for myself, I bet the Pats, I think, you know, anything under a touchdown is, is a good bet in my eyes. So Great stuff. Thank you, J-Lo. All right. Good luck. Enjoy the game. Hey, we finally got a Bay Area guy on the program with me. Brady Cannon, good friend of mine in Las Vegas, former Westgate Super Contest winner. Brady, thanks for your time. Let's jump right into it. The prop market. What are you thinking about for Super Bowl Sunday? Well, I've got a, a cross-sport prop for you, Joe, that I like, and also a traditional prop bet. Uh, first, I'll go with the traditional, and that is, I believe, the first score of the game to be a field goal or a safety. Now, a safety, you know, I'm, I'm not expecting that to happen. That's just an extra bonus that they throw in for you on the prop. But I think a field goal has a good chance of happening to be the first score of the game. Everybody knows about uh, New England having not scored in the first quarter of a Super Bowl under Belichick, and I'm not necessarily ready to ride that trend but you know I think the first score could be something less than a touchdown so I like that prop and usually you can get a little bit of plus money on that one as well the other one I like is uh, again a cross sports prop and that's Jordan Spieth versus Zach Ertz and it's how many catches Zach Ertz will have for the entire game on Sunday versus how many birdies will Spieth have in his round at the Phoenix Open on Sunday and Spieth ranks fifth on tour in birdie average, and he also ranks seventh on tour for scoring average on Sundays with a 67.5. So being a par 71 course, if he shoots 67, that's at least four or five, maybe six birdies in his round. I think that'll be more catches than Zach Ertz gets on Sunday. <laughs> I love it, the cross-sport prop. And speaking of golf, anyone listening that's heading to Vegas looking to put together a golf trip, this is the guy, BK's Golf Services. You can follow him on Twitter, at 
Las Vegas golfer. Brady, everyone I've talked to this week, some love the Eagles, some love the Patriots, some love the total. Some are staying away from the game completely. They don't have much of a lean. Where do you land on this thing? Well, I'm not in love with anything any one way or another. You know, when you have a regular season full of games on a card, you know, there are a couple that you might pick out. Obviously, we just have one game to choose from in this case. Um, I made the line four when it came out, and I was a little surprised to see it open at six or even seven in some places, uh, but I felt maybe that was uh, inflated a little bit because of, you know, who the Patriots are and how the books know people like to book uh, to bet them. Uh, but I made the true line four, and we're seeing it come that direction. It almost feels a little bit like the Mayweather-McGregor fight where people are unloading on McGregor and betting all kinds of silly money on the underdog to win outright, and here's Floyd Mayweather, uh, a la the Patriots, sitting back there, a team that never loses. So uh, I am going to drink the Kool-Aid on the Eagles. I like getting the points. I think their defense, uh, you know, if you just look at the numbers, I'm going to trust my numbers. And, and what I, uh, you know, crank out uh, mathematically is the Eagles actually winning this game by a field goal. Uh, I think their pass rush can get to Brady. What they're going to have to guard against is the Patriots being able to circumvent that pass rush with the little dump-off passes to Deion Lewis, James White, Rex Burkhead, that type of thing. That's how they've been very successful against teams that have a good pass rush. But I'm really confident in Doug Peterson. The game plan that he called against the Vikings I thought was outstanding. If he can duplicate that performance on both sides of the ball, I think they're going to be in this game from start to finish and can stay within the number. Great stuff. Thank you, Brady. Thank you, Joe. Professional handicapper in Las Vegas. You can check him out at wagertalk.com. Brian Leonard joining us here on the Sharp 600. Brian, always a pleasure to begin. Of the thousands of props that have flooded the market in anticipation of Sunday's Super Bowl, which direction would you recommend our listeners look? Well, when I'm doing my portfolio for uh, the props, I always want to have more bonuses than pluses and more unders than overs. Uh, the general public wants to go in and they want to hit the small amount to win a lot, and they also want to have an excited game where they could root on their favorite players on the overs. So obviously, as a math guy, I'm looking to have the unders, and I'm also looking to lay the, the bigger price, sort of like the uh, the safety. and you know, The odds of a safety in this situation is one out of 15.75, and you're laying probably seven or eight to one by game time. So if you get something that's uh, got a chance to happen once every 16 games and you're able to get it for half that price, that's what the professionals do out here in Vegas. A lot of big money has come in so far on the Philadelphia Eagles. How do you see it by game time, and do you have a particular lean to the side of the total? Yeah, I, I kind of lean with the Eagles here. We're still seeing four and a half out here. Uh, normally, by game time for the Super Bowls, you can usually get a dice bargain on the favorite for the money line. But uh, there's been $7 million bets out here in Vegas. They've all been on Philadelphia. I like that side also. I'm not sure they win the game straight up, which is what all these uh, big bets have been on. But I'll take the points with the Eagles. Awesome stuff. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. Good friend of mine going way back, Rob Pozzola, professional sports better, joining us here on the Sharp 600. Rob, I've been itching to get your take on what you think about this prop market this year. Lay it on me. What's something I should be keeping an eye on? Well, one thing that I'm looking at is Deion Lewis and the amount of rush attempts he's going to have in this game. I like to look at player props because I think it's something that we can model a little bit easier. But I think with Deion Lewis this year, you look at the games that the Patriots have played, when they've been in close games or they've been winning, Deion Lewis runs the ball a whole lot. The only times that Deion Lewis has had very few rush attempts in games are where the Patriots are trailing uh, you know, for a large majority of this game. And I don't think we're going to see that personally. I'm not saying that the Eagles can't win this game, but I don't think the Eagles are going to win in a blowout fashion. So I do expect the Patriots to run the ball a lot. You're seeing rush attempts right now at about 12.5 or 13.5, depending on the sports book. I like Deion Lewis' rush attempts over in the Super Bowl. You're one of those old-school cappers. You create your own power numbers, and if you see value, you attack. Your numbers for the side and the total on the game, what are they saying? So right now, I wouldn't mean to the Patriots on the side. It's not something that I'm comfortable betting at the current market number. I make the Patriots a five-point favorite. Current market at 4.5. You're not getting a whole lot of value for there. For me, I do like the total. I model the total at just about 46 points. I like the first half under at 24. I like the full game under at 48 as well. Always a pleasure, my man. Thanks so much. All right, thanks, Joe. 
Love this guy. He's an absolute grinder. He's the man in charge at Chalk, which is ESPN's terrific gambling section. Ben Fox joining us here on the Sharp 600. Ben, a pleasure to have you on. As you've been scouring this year's prop market, has anything specific jumped out at you? Well, you know, there's only uh, about 400, Joe, so it really just took a couple <laughs> minutes. Um, I actually, one that jumped out, oddly enough, was uh, Corey Clement, total receiving yards. I believe it opened 13 and a half. I think it's up to 14 and a half. Um, I'm on that same side. I like the over. Uh, I think that Philadelphia will try and attack New England's linebackers. Dante Hightower's out. Uh, I see them using him in the screen game, also on third downs. I believe he had five catches for 31 against the Falcons in the divisional round. Uh, had a bunch of opportunities um, as well against the Vikings. Obviously, that game, the game script was a little different when they were up by so much. Uh, but, you know, he could get that in one catch. He could get that in two catches. Uh, but I like that over 14.5 yards. That one uh, jumped out for me. I think they used him a fair amount. A few days from kickoff, where do you stand on the game? Any leans on the side of the total? Oh, man, this is a, this is a tough one. Uh, my pick for ESPN was 24-21 Eagles. Um, I am admittedly a diehard Vikings fan, so I can't say that I'm unbiased and I uh, don't love the Patriots. Uh, but I do think people have been underestimating this Eagles defense all, uh, all season, especially in the postseason. It's what kept them in the Atlanta game and then really dominated again in the Minnesota game. Uh, I think the Patriots have the potential to give the Eagles some trouble with kind of the rub routes, pick routes that they do. Uh, I know the Eagles struggled a couple games against the Giants despite kind of a lack of offensive weapons in in kind of that same system uh, with a lot of those routes. But I think Doug Peterson showed kind of how great a coach he is. They made the adjustments, it seems like, after the first couple rough weeks with Nick Foles at quarterback. Um, I think that they uh, that they get it done. I think it's a close game. I think a little lower scoring. Probably if that was my lean, I'd probably lean under the total, uh, which I believe is at 48, uh, maybe 48 and a half at some places. Um, the game, I, I will take the Eagles, but I'd say I'd probably have a stronger lean on the total. Love it. Appreciate the insight. Thank you, Ben. No problem. Thanks so much. Catch him on Chicago's 670 The Score, one of my favorite radio stations in the country and host of the Early Odds Podcast brought to you by the Vegas Stats and Information Network, Joe Ostrowski, joining us here on the Sharp 600. Joe, as always, it's a pleasure to get an opportunity to pick your brain as you've been picking through the Super Bowl props market. What's been jumping out at you? Well, by the way, Joe, my friends do call me Better X, just so you know in the future. (laughs) I will make mental note of that so I do it the right (laughs) way the next time. (laughs) Looking at the props, of course, pink is going to go airborne, paying three to one. I'm sure you've already covered the pink cleavage prop that's out there available offshore. But as you know, out in Vegas, you can't bet those. And I think this is going to be a tight game. And I'm fascinated by this trend that the seven Belichick-Brady Super Bowls, the Patriots have scored a total of zero points. They try to score in every game. I know that's probably hard to understand. but So I've taken a look at the Patriots' tougher opponents that they faced this season. Of course, you go to Jacksonville. That was 3 nothing after the first quarter in favor of New England. Now the other games during the regular season. Against Pittsburgh, they were tied 7-7 after one. Atlanta, no score after one. Against Carolina, it was 3-3 after the first quarter. And going back to Super, Super Bowl a season ago, it ended up being a shootout, big comeback after being down 28-3. But after the first quarter, it was a scoreless game. So I'm looking at the first quarter lines, and a tie game pays at 3-1. to one. So I like that for a prop. And if you're buying Philly... You could also bet the Eagles between a one and six point lead at four to one. If you hit one of those, you're sitting pretty to start the day. You know, it's fascinating. I wrote about that first quarter angle earlier in the week, and I'm wondering, is this going to be the angle we all talk about for like a week and a half, and then the Patriots or Eagles come right out and score two touchdowns to open the game, and we look and go, huh, causation versus correlation. (laughs) I know. Part of me was thinking, well, that usually means it's going to stop sometime soon. Is it going to be the year? But we've also seen those Patriots struggles early on in games from time to time before they really turn on the heat in the second quarter, going into halftime and then coming out of halftime. 
As you evaluate the game, what's jumping out at you? Are you thinking Patriots? Are you thinking Eagles over, under, anything you feel strongly about? Well, I'll be honest with you. The sides have me a little messed up mentally because I'm holding on to an Eagles 40-1 to ticket, Ooh. and I've already talked myself into thinking that they could actually pull this off. When did you buy I that? No, I bought that in the first month of the season. Oh, look at you, Joe. Look at you sitting on 40-1. to Are you going to hedge? Oh, I have to hedge. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. I did the same thing with Carolina a few years ago. When they met Denver in the in the uh, Super Bowl, I grabbed them about five weeks into the season, and I ended up hedging. I, I wanted it to be a sweat-free Super Bowl. What can I say? I've suffered too much recently. I had Clemson at a great number after they lost to Syracuse, and Alabama took care of business. I had the Astros and Dodgers in the World Series. I had both teams, but the much better payout for me was the Dodgers, and then the Astros end up winning. It's just too much pain to walk away with nothing and to not hedge with Brady and Belichick at all. I think for people out there that do have an Eagles ticket that can be a nice payday, I think your best option is to go Brady MVP because I can't see New England winning and Brady not getting the MVP. James Lloyd had three touchdowns last year, and he didn't get the MVP. Terrific stuff, Joe. I appreciate your time. Best of luck this weekend. By the way, my strongest play as far as the sides in total, I would go under the 48-and-a-half. I think it's going to continue to climb, so I'd hit that closer to Sunday. Covers Lifestyle Editor Mark Meltzer joining us here on the Sharp 600. Mark, in the props department, what are you thinking? Here's the first one that came to my mind that hit me really hard. Over at William Hill, they have a prop for will a drive start at the five-yard line or less? No is even money. The punt, the two punters have only started 15. 15 uh, have only down the ball inside the 10, 15 times between the two of them. So hook me up with that. Give me the even money. I think that's the way to go. Who do you like for the game, side or total? Eagles money line, third game in a row. Hook it up. Good. Good. More for me and you. Woo! And that is that. The most comprehensive and exhaustive episode of the Sharp 600 to date. Episode 72, the Super Bowl Spectacular is in the books love you guys thank you so much for checking us out if you get the opportunity head to itunes hit subscribe drop us a rating drop us a review we would greatly appreciate it but for right now i want each and every one of you to enjoy your weekend enjoy the super bowl have a blast be well best of luck